G.I. Joe Sigma-6, code name for a highly trained special mission force. Its objective, stop Cobra, stop Cobra. Sigma-6, be a hero. G.I. Joe will turn the tide. Be a hero. Sigma-6 is on your side. Be a hero. Be the best of the best. Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe recap show, Knowing is half the podcast. This is episode two of season seven, talking about Sigma six. All those numbers might be a combination to a safe later. You never know. I also know that uh, everyone is uh, exhausted. I can tell you that right now because nobody even tried to stop me from starting the intro today. They didn't even hint at it. That's how I know this one should get a little wild. Again, this is Knowing is half the podcast and I am Ray Stacanus. I was thinking about sausages. Oh, that famous rehab center. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, I'm I'm Gina Bolito. I would like to say that someone on Twitter today uh, was listening to old episodes of ours, came across them in in a very interesting way, I guess, had had watched an episode of G.I. Joe, wanted to know more about that specific episode and sent and sent this tweet uh to me because i'm the only one that matters as we know this podcast is called gina and two guys so it's at some thistle tweeted at me at gina ippy hello in the knowing is half the battle podcast the episode guy doesn't even know the name of the show the episode about i found you dot 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 evie or Evie. evie He's going to be so mad that we corrected you. I remember this. Okay. I wanted to let you know that you were right in the beginning. They were just random scorpions, not fighting for money. The other vipers mugged her. She didn't attack them first. And then followed up with a second one. I just watched the episode today and the story had such wasted potential. I Googled to find more and found the podcast. The male hosts both jumped on you for being wrong, (laughs) but you had been right. There was no money around them and no betting going on. So thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, at Sun Thistle for saying I was right and that the two idiots that I host, whose name no one knows that I host with, jumped down my throat, even though I was correct. Uh, it happens all the time. Please keep listening to the podcast if you would like to listen to it happen more. And this is from uh, season one of Deke era G.I. Joe or season three of Knowing Is Half the Podcast. Uh, this, this I just assumed, Chan, and excuse me, I should not, not have assumed, but anybody messaging Gina out of the blue was obviously a he him. Uh, did not occur to me that it wouldn't have to be. Um, <laughs> that's just how it often goes. So, you know. I mean, yeah, there was nothing there about I want to see pictures of your feet. Also, you're perfect and wonderful. <laughs> and I love you. Should I should have known. I should you know, I should have put that together. You're right. You're right. Now, I don't I, I barely remember the name of that episode. I barely remember that episode. It's Deke era. So, you know, it is what it is. It just is what it is. Sigma six is already way better than Deke era GI Joe. Uh, I vaguely, I vaguely remember the episode. I think I do remember. I mean, I remember scorpions, but I could also be thinking of the 1980s clash of the Titans movie. Are there scorpions in that? I mean, they get real big and they're doing battle in the sand. And I remember that there was some, gi joe scene that had scorpions battling and i remember thinking oh this is like clash of the titans 
Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, can't look, remember if it was that episode or not, is what I'm saying. This is the episode with, okay, here's the deal. It's Ambush, who is on the battlefield, and he encounters a very, very tough Cobra soldier whose name is Evie. Uh, he remembers her from their childhood when I guess they kind of, I guess, saw each other. They dated and then they went their own separate ways only to end up back here on this battlefield. And how funny that our separate paths still brought us to this moment on different sides of the battle. That is okay. I okay. found you Evie. Uh, as far as talking, I have no idea what he's talking. They are talking about. I have absolutely no idea. I don't remember talking about betting or jumping or anything. Here's the deal. If me and Chan both said that Gina was wrong, almost assuredly, we were right and Gina was wrong. Take that, Rando. Uh, you never listen to the fans, just like you never listen to women. Mm, she's got you there, Ray. To be fair, our, our fan base is uh, predominantly male. So if I don't listen to the fans and I don't listen to women, maybe I just don't listen to anyone. Yeah, you got a fair cross section there, people you don't listen to. So uh, you may have, you may be onto something. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we're talking about GI Joe. If we're done tr- attempted shaming, I still don't feel I, I mean, was wrong based I, on nothing. I, well, it's it's a well known fact that the people who need to feel the most shame actually don't feel shamed. That's why Elon Musk happened. Well, and so those who in, create the most company, you're in good company with Elon Musk. There, you fuck. I mean, only in that we're both on Twitter. That makes you just like him, too. TV's Gene Ippolito. I am not on Twitter. Yeah, you are. Be- beg Stop to it. differ. Stop beg it. to differ, little lady. You're on, mm. you're on Twitter even more than us. You just closed your account. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying that I'm getting all the benefits of Twitter without uh, lining Elon Musk's pockets? Hmm? No, because I also I'm am not. Uh, I, I block every advertiser I see. Every promoted tweet, I block it, and now I'm just blocking everyone with a blue check mark. Uh, yeah, that's just me how you too. Do it. Uh, Chan, me too. You're just, no, we're just being honest about it, and you're not because you're doing it under other accounts. Yeah, it's like you. It's like if you uh, were an internet troll who tells women to smile, and then you were like, "I should really stop doing this," but you created an anonymous account. To tell women to smile. Uh, <laughs> you're still guilty, sir. At least <laughs> at least be honest about it. <laughs> By the way, this is probably a good time to announce um, the parody Twitter account I came up with and bought a blue checkmark for. You can go to at 999 RPMs for mm. Robert Clark Chan parody. Mm. Uh, and it has a subscribe to Twitter blue. So Chan, maybe you uh, maybe that is you after all. Looking this up. Because I don't know if this is a bit or not. That's the best part about me. It could be or it could not be. Anyway, we're talking about G.I. Joe Sigma 6. This is episode two. And one exciting development uh, I've learned through this is that we're going to get a continuing story, much like G.I. Joe Extreme. Uh, also, it looks like Sigma 6 is is intended as the spiritual successor to Valor versus Venom and the other short films. By spiritual oh. successor, you mean direct successor (laughs) i think he doesn't know what spiritual means but i was confused by this do we do we see this episode starts with a captured cobra commander am i wrong he gets captured at the end of valor versus venom um after uh hawk because hawk is in this episode he turns into uh what was the guy's name savage supreme or something 
Yeah, um, yeah. Something like that. And it was only like a month ago. I should remember. Uh, no, you but, shouldn't. Nah. Uh, but basically, Hawk turned into a super uh, oh, right, uh, evolved right, right, right. being. And then he ended up, they ended up bringing him back to being Hawk again, unfortunately, uh, because they're we didn't like magnets that. magnets on him or something? They put magnets on him yeah, and then I the insane I, clown I mean, posse showed up. Is it weird, though, that they have, maybe this is just, maybe this is just the links that we have, but is it weird that they just throw you in there, assuming you're going to know it with no previously on? I don't think it's vital to the, uh, I think it's an, I think it's more of a shout out Easter egg than it is a vitally important plot point. What, that how Cobra Commander was captured and why he's there? I don't think it matters. Uh, in honestly, media res, Ms. Uh, TV writer, that's how these things work. I mean, yeah, not when it's a totally different series. Is that's why I called it a spiritual successor. It's also not CGI. This is regular old anime animation. So, um, To be fair, okay. Cobra okay. Commander's been captured at the end of other properties of G.I. Joe as well. Some of the miniseries and whatnot. That's true. So oh, somebody just really wanted to do the Hannibal Lecter thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was great. To start somewhere. Or the, the Magneto thing, honestly. Give him the well, time. I also, I also can't believe that uh, the people behind Sigma 6 need you to have seen Valor versus Venom, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's like a, a that's why I call it like they told you Cobra Commander's in custody to start. We find out Hawk is in the hospital after something weird happened, but they don't really elaborate on it. But real ones know how we got here, but it's also not vital to where we're going forward. That's also, all. he's got blonde hair now. Was that was that the case before? I don't <laughs> no, know. It's, he kept some animal mutation in him that made him turn blonde. That was that was they mutated him into like a half beast, half blonde man. And he said, it's like in, it's like in Harry Potter when Hermione, uh, like, like someone increases Hermione's teeth to be beaver teeth. And then when she goes to the nurse and says, make them smaller, she makes them smaller so that she no longer has buck teeth because everyone knows buck teeth on little girls is fucking hideous. And she can't get a boyfriend until she fixes them. I can't tell if you're talking about yourself or if you like bullied some little girl in in elementary school and you just never let it go. I mean, why can't it be both? I mean, it certainly can be. Yeah. Uh, valid. I can see Gina as being somebody who overcame that and then two years later started picking on people going through the same thing. This yeah, seems very any, if I overcome it and you didn't, you deserve to be picked on. Mm-hmm. Of course, they could be younger than you and just still have not gone through the process yet, but yeah, yeah, nope, it's and a meritocracy. <laughs> uh, you don't buck teeth. Uh, that's it's because and you're genetically inferior. I do have the answer for people who have been yelling at their radio. It's Venomous Maximus was oh, there. Yes, when he was there. Yes, yeah, okay. yes, yes. I remember. Venomous Maximus. Uh, and for he those did not of you have blonde hair. He was supposed to. He was supposed to. He was supposed to head up the mutant army. Yeah, he Cobra was a complete giga chad. Uh, he was like suddenly seven feet tall. He was like the Undertaker, like early prime Undertaker, just in great shape, super tall, crushed everybody. What a delight. Let me go back and watch some 1980s Undertaker matches now that I think about it. 1980s? Yeah, didn't didn't he that. debut in like 89? Hmm. He was still mean Mark Callis back then. Oh, boy. All right. Maybe it was 91 then. It must have. It was early 90s then. Get your goddamn wrestling timeline straight, Ray. 
You know how many wrestling timelines are going through my head simultaneously at any given moment, Robert Clark Chan? We never, we never even did a show talking about that AEW pay-per-view I watched. <laughs> no, we never did. I tried. Yeah. Oh, a little. I tried a little. What's the title of this episode? Escape. Escape. So here we go. Opens up. Uh, the escape. Opens up- it, wait, is it called Escape in parentheses the Pina Colada song? I wish. And you know what? As uh, far as I'm concerned, yes. It's all just about how Cobra Commander takes out a personal ad and then uh, Duke takes out a personal ad and then they end up meeting each other and they say, oh, it's you. I feel like this is more of a uh, Destro Baroness story. Oh, yeah. I um, think you're right. Uh, yeah, like Duke and Cobra Commander actually are, you know, like sort of strangers in that way. I see it as a little bit more of a Zartan Duke episode uh, in that. They, they keep meeting up. Uh, we'll get to that moment, though. But the, the the show opens. The important thing is nobody gets caught in the rain. So I don't think that, that it holds. Yeah, mm. no, for sure. Okay, okay. The show opens up with uh, more doors than the Mystery Science it's Theater 3000. Really <laughs> no, I'm going through. Starting like the show, Robert Clark Jam. Uh... Oh, thanks and for I- mentioning my name. After the, uh, yeah, you never did. Uh, MST3K open, opening happens, and then we get Cobra Commander laughing hysterically. Why is uh, he laughing hysterically? First time we're really seeing him on the show outside of the credit sequence, cold open, let's go. Yeah, no, we're, we're doing it because that is the most awesome way to introduce someone. Yeah, that's how you do it. How about... Uh, Totally related, but unrelated. Friend of the show, and who would win? Judge Frank Todaro, voice of Starscream, landed the Cobra Commander <laughs> role, uh, posting it, it on his social medias. Inevitable. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, look, who else is going to get it? I just want to say congratulations, Frank. You utterly deserve it. Although we can't really call him a friend of the show until he's actually been on the show. Well, friend of like my shows. Friend of the show. Yeah, in general, I just like to I just like to hang out. But anyway, my point I'm trying to make here is one thing I noticed uh, during the opening credits, it feels like the color palette with a couple exceptions is very muted on this show. Um, I guess maybe oh. after seeing Deke era where everything was orange and bright green and ridiculous and then G.I. Joe Extreme, everything was like tinted yellow and like beige, which is kind of weird. I feel like all the colors in this show are like, muted and they just like scarlet's hair sticks out but for the most part it's a lot of brown it's a lot of gray it's a lot i don't know uh it was just something that uh, stuck out to me what do y'all do y'all agree i, I did not notice it seems very colorful to me yeah. very childishly colored very normal anime colored yeah maybe anime just has no color maybe that's what i'm thinking of right now i think you're just racist that sounds how about the, right. How is that? What? How is that? Po- what? I, I don't know, but Chan agreed with me. So yeah. it's two against one. When it's two against one, that means that the one is. <laughs> oh, man. I can't argue with that logic. Now, I hope somebody five years from now tweets the show saying, you know what? I'm going to stand up for Ray on that uh, G.I. I, Joe Sigma 6 escape episode. I can assure you that will not happen. I can't imagine that anyone in history would do something like that. <laughs> We could go to the end of time, uh, just seconds before the heat death of the universe, and uh, you would still be waiting. You know, I would argue what caused the heat death of the universe. It was one person making it happen. 
do you know what the heat death of the universe is, right? Yeah, it's when it gets really hot. Mm-hmm. Like from a fire comment mm-hmm. on a social media site. Mm-hmm. Cutting back to the oh, we didn't let's let's listen to a little bit of that theme song. Have we has it grown on us yet? Do nope. we do we how do we feel about the theme song? Have we uh, I'm still loving it. I kind of zoned out. So I'm not hating it and I'm not loving it. Hmm, interesting. There's not been a song I didn't love. For a highly trained special mission force. It's objective. Stop Cobra. Stop Cobra. Sigma Sex. Be a hero. G.I. Joe will turn the tide. Be a hero. Sigma Six is on your side. Be a hero. Be the best of the best. Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there. Uh, no. It's no. great. G.I. Joe is there. Nah, yeah. I don't hate it yet. I don't rhyme with shit. That's a problem. Oh. Wait, you want the word shit in the G.I. Joe Sigma 6 theme song? G.I. Joe is shit. I mean, I would be into that. <laughs> I will say there's been people that have reached out to me uh, telling me that they did not like Sigma 6 and how uh, how how upset they are for me that we have to be watching it. And again, just like G.I. Joe Extreme, where the same thing happened I, after two episodes, I'll just, I'll just say right now, I don't hate this. It is, it has its flaws. There are, there are, you know, there are blemishes on this show, but those are basically due to the concept, not necessarily anything else, right? You're talking about just the whole series or this episode or? I'm talking about both episodes when taken together, uh, forming an opinion on the series. I gotta say, I I didn't dislike episode one. I, I do not like that there is a precocious teen in this episode. I like nothing about him or his story or his little band of ragamuffins who it seems like are angling for their own spinoff series. <laughs> but that's anime, though. You know, you're always going to have that shitty Edward character from, you know, Cowboy but, Bebop. But, like, legit, when they introduce his friends, my thought was they're trying to backdoor pilot this this whole, these characters. Like, oh, this his is, friends. Yeah, like, like, oh, he's a, he's a teen with a smart robot dog. And three friends who are all like precocious in their own ways. This was what I guarantee you they tried to backdoor pilot this. Yeah, that's an anime. In episode two, I feel like an anime. a little early. I, I oh, mean, I, I don't I don't see any other possible reason for them to introduce all of these characters or this storyline. You're I talking about. Scott's friends, Scott being Hawk's 16-year-old son somehow, you're talking about Zephyr, G-Man, and third name never mentioned. Yeah, they, 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 first of all, like, they introduce his son, which, okay, like, maybe I would buy that they're introducing his son just for, you know, like, to, to be like, okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna show a little bit of his, his, you know, like, this, this story that you've never seen before, but there's no reason to introduce his friends. This 100% was for them to be like, yeah, what if, like, at the end of this, these friends get their own pilot like these friends and scott get their own pilot and it's them and this really powerful robot dog sort of like solving kid versions of gi joe crimes i guarantee you if they were fighting baroness's kids in high school like that'd be great i've known gina for some time now more than 10 years i think more yeah Uh, and i feel like this Explains a lot about Gina's worldview. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She uh, 
surrounds herself with people uh, who who ostensibly are friends. You'd call them friends if you were looking in from the outside. But uh, in fact, uh, every <laughs> one of those people are simply there angling for work, some sort of job, <laughs> some sort of like entrance okay. into the uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. world of Hollywood. And uh, Gina knows that and, and uh, exploits them in that way. Uh, exploits uh-huh. their desire to become part of the uh, industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I maintain that this is the only reason you had a child is to try and get Egon to pitch me a backdoor pilot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, be the star and head writer of said pilot. Real quick, do you is is backdoor pilot um, a euphemism for butt sex? I feel like the way you use it and like the tone every time you say it feels like. Uh, one too many times an ex-boyfriend was like, whoops! And you're like, that wasn't a whoops. Not that time, no. Listen, I don't like backdoor pilots. I no, think that no. I, I don't like it at all. I understand, yeah. I think you just need to be upfront about them and think, not just I try think, to, you know, We're not going to the upfronts. I think no. just the original is best. There's no reason to bring all that in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now, we all know the only way to get Gina's attention to get a job in show business is to nope, tweet at her about a nope. four-year-old episode of Knowing is Half the Podcast <laughs> and tell her that you agree with her and how mean those two males were. Who I like that this is our disagreed. first new fan in seven years, and you are you are both shitting on them immediately. Yeah. Six and Gina. a half years. There, we, we got a couple early on. Gina, like hold on. It, like, they're not, we're, we're they're not hanging... going to hear this episode till 2038. So <laughs> let's start there. We're <laughs> hanging by the string of our Channing Sherman at this point, and we finally have a new person. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Cutting back to the G.I. Joe base, uh, we find out that Cobra uh, infected uh, all of... This is just outside of this episode. Uh, Cobra used a computer virus to infect G.I. Joe systems. They got the layout of all the bases. Uh, they got they they infected all of their AI systems that High Tech had set up for all their vehicles and whatever. He's got a new vehicle, a pet project called the ROCC, the Rock, uh, and he cannot smell what it's cooking because it has been fried. Uh, I would argue that he would smell very clearly what it's cooking because it has been fried. Realize that after I said it, that I I effed the analogy. Yeah, but- very much so. Uh, this is the first of uh, many instances in which um, the, all of the computers, all of these high-tech computers that are online, on the web, uh, have access to the outside world, have zero security. Like, there's not even a pop-up blocker on these high- Seems uh, crazy. Top-secret files. Yeah, so high tech's not doing say, a great job. I will say this: this again, this show it, it, it was it came out in two thousand five to two thousand six, and there are a couple of moments where it feels like it's it, it's nineteen ninety five. The way they refer to technology, and I was like truly trying to figure out because it's not like it's not like TV writers are are you know like eighty seven year old people. Who are like, oh, what's the what's the technology word for this? Like 2005 TV writers should have known better than to do some of these things. We'll get to a couple of examples later, but I mean, we're right here. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the uh, sound polls you asked for right yeah, here. Hit me with it. 
when Duke is in the room with Hawk and talking about uh And his son comes in trying to backdoor pilot us. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does just, does it completely dry. Um <laughs> doesn't even doesn't even ask, just jumps in there. Um uh, yes, uh, Hawk has had his DNA scrambled. Yeah, I like which, that. Uh, sure, maybe that's why he has blonde hair right now. Ugh. I think it changed a man. Yeah, he's but gonna get out- he's gonna get cancer down the line. I'm calling it yeah. now. He's oh, gonna yeah. get cancer. Uh, the thing that he's really worried about, though, even though he was a mutant, presumably days before, <laughs> uh, is is of course his child. He's at the age where everything I say is uncool. He'd rather I am on his computer, or hang with his friends, than talk to me. Okay, you really use an IM in 2005. That's that's a reasonable. It's it's not. It's the language that they use. Like you're gonna IM your friends. Like who was saying that in 2005? I don't think that was how you said that in 2005. Uh, I mean, instant messenger had already passed its peak. Uh, Yeah, that's yeah. Although not by much, I don't think. No, it was still okay. It was still going. It was no, still going. No, here's the thing. 05. 2005. I remember where I was. I was I was transcribing for the Dr. Phil show. MySpace was a thing. Like it, when I think of when someone says, "Oh, I'm going to IM you," I think of AOL Instant Messenger. But yes. by the time MySpace was a thing, which it was in 2005 to 2006, people were already not using Instant Messenger. I don't know. I don't remember what people said when they like MySpace messaged each other, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't I am. I think they might have because it would still would mean the same thing. Instant message. DMing only became a thing in the past 10 years, maybe. Isn't it like, yeah, I guess I guess it feels like they forced this in because he was going to say like, oh, you're like because he should have just said, oh, you're just messaging your friends. Like, that's how you would say that. But I guarantee it sounds like someone gave a note that said, oh, we don't know what you mean. Messaging your friends. So make sure you say instant messaging your friends. Uh, For the record, Twitter started uh, in 2006, one year later, and began uh, the idea of DMs along with uh, Instagram, which came later, and Facebook, which came a little bit earlier. So... I mean, here's I'm okay. Thing. I'm okay with the terminology. It did not bother me. Uh, I, I still call thing. I, I still said instant messaging up until about three years ago. But did you did you say I am with your friends? Um. Y- yes, okay. it was. It I meant something different. <laughs> um. Intestinal massaging. <laughs> That's I like to I do that after that. a big meal. But, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Whoa, this is what finally cracks you. Is that? that is just upsetting. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, he has a son named Scott Hawk does AKA general Clayton Abernathy. He's 16 years old and, and he wants Duke to watch him because as we heard, he won't even I am with him anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he catfishing his son? Is that what's happening now? Be amazing. And I love, I love the fact that like, we just leap right into the family Maury Povich drama of it all right here. It yeah. In front of someone else. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very awkward. It's very and then, awkward. And then, and then Duke is like, hey, hey, buddy, it's me, your cool uncle. I'm going to try and distract you with cool things. 
Yeah, he says, you were, the kid gets all mad. He says, you were an officer and I needed a father. And I'm like, this is some, this is some, uh, you know. Uh, you were an officer shit. and I yeah, needed a is, gentleman. Thank you. What? No. Love no. lift us up that, where we belong. Yeah, mm, no. Mm, unpleasant thoughts. Uh, <laughs> this, you were a walrus and I needed a carpenter. This... <gasps> Uh, gets a little better later on when it's revealed that this a lot of this was a uh, setup by Scott. Truth, he was just trying to get you know like the security card thing. Oh, so, was it a setup? I think it was like it. it I, I was thinking like he actually does feel this way. He does feel this I way. Mean, look, you 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 use a little bit of of the truth to make the lie more uh, okay. reasonable. Okay. And the fact that he's, as he's like yelling at the top of his voice, that's the moment when he's like slipping the card out. Like that's a total scam. So, you know, I don't know. I, don't I will say it. as nah. a, since he picks his father's pocket as like that room has two high ranking GI Joe officials in it. And a 16 year old picks the pocket of one and gets some very high credentials. It's like, who's that dude, that 25-year-old dude that just, like, released all these secrets? And was everyone like was like... 21. And he did it on, like, a Discord server. Yeah, exactly. This this is the this is the version of that. His 16-year-old son comes in, gives him a little bit of drama, and neither of the high-ranking military officials notice him take a, a card that can unlock every single lock in the world, I assume... Well, except uh, for uh, there's passwords on some of them <laughs> that nobody would expect. Nobody would expect that there would also be a password to these top secret files uh, with a five letter uh, uh, pass. Yeah. So uh, uh, he was 21 years old. Jack Teixeira is the person we're talking about right here. He, uh, th- For those of you who need to date this uh, moment in time. Oh, but- yeah. He uh, uh, he he was an IT schlub working in the what the Air Force, yeah. And uh, he happened to have access to important Ukrainian like battle information in the Ukrainian Russian war that we all know Ukraine just kicked the shit out of him, and now it's all Ukraine. It's not even Russia anymore in the future when you listen to this. And <laughs> he uh, he leaked a whole bunch of shit he should not have been leaking. He did it for clout on his Discord server with his friends. And it made its way from there into a Minecraft Discord server that is very popular. And that is when the CIA went, uh-oh, <laughs> we, we got to get to the bottom of this. And they arrested him in about, like, 18 hours. Like, <laughs> when they want it, they get it real fast. Uh, here's the thing, though. Uh, this happens frequently. This is not an isolated incident. It is, it is yeah. so fast because it happens all the time. People just like giving out military secrets for just because like they're getting into a flame war on a BBS. Yes, there is a apparently and I don't remember the name of the game, but there's a game involving like uh, air combat and like historical airplanes and in the discord servers where people are shouting at each other about accuracy of the game and whatnot. There have been known documented leaked classified top secret documents about actual military aircraft that should not have been in the public sphere that got leaked to win arguments in an online discord forum that's where we are in the year 2023 heaven help us 
It is hilarious to me. It's, I mean, look, I would have done it. <laughs> I would have uh, done it when I was I mean, 21. Here, the reason why I am not a manager, the reason why I'm not a spy, the reason why uh, so many of these things that you would expect a, a person of my age and gravitas to to have and to possess and to be, I'm not because I know that, of course, I'm going to get pissed and leak a bunch of secrets. Of course, I'm going to be horrible and, and treat uh, my employees like dog shit. That's just the kind of person I am. So if I don't have any responsibility, I can't fuck anything up. Chan, don't you have a five-year-old kid? A what? <laughs> you, well, you mean that little thing that came bumbling up asking for a hug and I screamed at him to go back to bed because I'm recording a podcast? Yeah, you really should have muted your mic before you did that. That was yeah, really well, well, I'll know next time, probably. Yeah, but you Ugh. still won't do it. Tell no. him to learn to live without love like the rest of us. Thank you. I'm <laughs> oh, my God. God. I'm so lost without, without you. you. Oh, no, I keep going, guys. This is what people pay for. To say we were Thomas. To say Thomas the Tank Engine? G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. Katie, look who's dressed for a party. A strawberry shortcake party is quite grand. All her new friends dress their best are on hand. Plum pudding, how pretty. Thank you. Meet my friend Peach Blush. Welcome. Cherry color, you're all dressed up. So's my friend Gooseberry. Strawberry shortcake, you're a real party pleaser. Thank you, Katie. It's because my party guests are easy to please. New party pleaser strawberry shortcake and all her party pleaser friends are more fun than a party. Each sold separately. Back to G.I. Joe. So it turns out that Scott is given a communicator by Duke. It looks like a credit card. It's kind of awesome. And Scott, who's pissed off at G.I. Joe, pissed off at his dad, isn't really happy with Duke, sees a communicator, and he's like, all right, that's cool. I'll take that. I won't use it. Yeah. And I'm like, I yeah. Mean, Had he denied how cool that was, I would have been like, I don't believe it. Yeah. And in 2005, like, it's, I, like, it's a cell phone is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure his dad did not let him have a cell phone. So, no. yeah, I, yeah, this is this is like I said, this is very much a third party is there when a kid is throwing a tantrum and you're trying everything to get this kid to shut up because it's making you so uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> but he ends up also stealing Duke's like secret access card. No, that's his dad's, right? I'm sorry. He still steals Hawks. He steals his dad Hawks secret access card to all the computer systems. Um, and we'll get into the veracity of his desire to use this and the importance of this. We'll we'll talk that plot point when we get there. But first off, we got to go back to prison. Now, tell me this right now. Duke is walking uh, with a guard to go to prison to see Cobra Commander. As he was walking through there, did every one of you also think that Duke was going to be Zartan? No. Because I did. No. Uh, I was just having fun with the... Uh get smartness of it all just like wonderful going through or, or the mst3k of it all uh whichever both uh, work the uh, reference you choose to like going through doors and doors and doors roblox doors and doors and doors roblox. roblox reference there you know what i'll well, sure i don't know anything about roblox my child is trying to make uh get me to buy it for him and i i don't trust it. well good I'm, news chan roblox is free i miss uh, roadblock 
do you know oh. with the rhyming yeah the, he, he I miss added Roadblock a little too. flavor i miss him too so duke is right there and i was literally i was just like we just saw duke duke is in the hospital seeing him immediately in the next scene as the lead of the scene my brain went to he must be zartan uh, i see okay no that makes sense oh i see he wasn't uh, no <laughs> It was the he dude who was right next to him. It was the guard who was with him with Zartan, but I, I was on the right path. Um, uh, t- Cobra Commander is there, uh, and we talk about uh, Project Spiderweb, and this is the thing I wanted to talk about with you two, because he says, uh, Project Spiderweb, my brilliant plan is uh, to fruition. Uh, I am Cobra Commander, and all the things that have happened have been my plan. Didn't Destro say in the last episode that it was his 6D chess plan? Uh, is I, this Destro? I, no, I I thought Destro was talking about what happened in the previous episode was his but plan. I, I feel yeah. like Cobra Commander is trying to take credit for that right now. Uh, at this point, I'm because we haven't established uh, how good Destro is, how good Cobra Commander is, what their dynamic is. I'm willing to wait to see because if we get a version of Cobra Commander who's you know a brilliant tactician and also just happens to be a wild egomaniac and you know sows the seeds of his own destruction sure i'm really into that and i hope that's the case i hope both destro and cobra commander and baroness and all of the cobras are really good at what they do and they just you know but i i would say even if he's not taking credit for shit is still very much on brand for cobra commander that oh yeah like oh, that absolutely like, like i i first of all i i think he, what he's probably doing is just saying like oh i'm the one who who gave destro the go-ahead or something like that but i kind of hope it's just him being an egomaniac that he takes credit for it because that's very much like a, a like og cobra commander now i like that i like that so uh it turns out that uh duke is there with a guard and cobra commander is like chained in a throne which i thought was badass and cobra commander just breaks free of the bonds that he's being held by, just shatters the, the metal cuffs that are holding him to the chair. And I'm just like, whoa, this yeah, is a Cobra Commander have... we have not seen before. Also, could he have done that at any time? Because then I'm confused. He could have, well, but he wanted he but his because he's has forces that have taken over the prison. So now yeah. the prison has become a new Cobra base. This is I mean, he says that this is all part of my plan, and then he busts right out super easily, which says to me that, oh yeah. He, this is a plan that he executed and was successful. Yeah. So good on him. Okay. Okay. And uh, Zartan is revealed here, as are the Dreadnoughts. Walk me through this because this was a little torturous. <sighs> All you right. Got, you got, Buzzsaw. yeah, we know, we know, Buzzer. we know the Dreadnoughts, right? Here we go. The Dreadnoughts, let me just, let me talk this through, champ. The original Dreadnoughts, the three as we know them from real American hero G.I. Joe from 1985. Would be buzzer with his uh-huh. chainsaw weapon, chainsaw, laser chainsaw, chainsaw. weapon. Uh, you have torch, who has a a flamethrower, right? Flame yep, yep. And you have Wait, Ripper, he... oh. who has this sort of like jackhammer device, if I remember this correctly. Wait, because uh, the only one I remembered was buzzer. Yes, but torch was there too in the original yeah, series. Yeah, he was. Yeah, oh. he was. But now we ones. get buzzer, who carries a. Warhammer 40,000 power sword. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We have Torch, who does still have a flamethrower, so I'm happy with that. And we have Machete. Machete. Oh, well, Buzzer it, what, has a, a chainsaw, and 
uh, Torch has a flamethrower, then clearly Machete has a <laughs> this he has was a shotgun. He carries yeah. a shotgun. Very he a shotgun confusing. In the battle. No, no, he has a he has a machete because no, he does not. Machete. He has a shotgun, Chan. His name is, sh- but his name is, but his name is Machete. Maybe. But he carries a, <laughs> carries a shotgun into battle. Shotgun, you say? Um, and Buzzer doesn't even have a chainsaw. I had to, I rewatched it a second time because I was like, wait a minute. I need to see this sequence again because I'm confused. It is shaped like a chainsaw, but the entire blade and chain assembly is some sort of uh, Tron light. Glowing. Battle of some sort. Yeah. Anyway, those are our new dreadnoughts. There we go. Buzzard, Torch, and Machete, who carries a shotgun. Everything about that was upsetting to me. <laughs> uh, uh, they, and also, like five thousand robot troopers have now descended onto the prison on all three catwalks surrounding Duke. So Cobra Commander takes off and says, "Zartan, handle this first mistake." And Zartan is standing right next to Duke. Well, wait a minute, why do you think that's a mistake? Because it's not going to work. Uh, what was his goal? Was his goal to get out of a goddamn prison he's been stuck in for a long ass time, sitting on what is presumably a toilet? Because if you lock a man down that much, you're oh, not yeah. going to let him get up to go poop. You're just going to like make a hole in his pants and have <laughs> him sit there and poop into this thing. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He wants to get out, and he knows what's going to happen. Zartan and the Dreadnoughts are going to do exactly what they always do, which is fuck it up. They're going to fuck it up. Yeah. yeah By the they time did. they're done fucking it up, he's gone. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and now I'm only picturing uh, Cobra Commander and assless chaps sitting on this throne. They never show his back, do they? They don't. They don't. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, they didn't. And also, though, what kind of like nouveau prison is this? Do they let him wear his whole Cobra Commander get up, hood included? Like, yeah. Dang, that's respect. Well, yeah, that thing, is though, true. Like, he, he has the hood, uh, but he wears it underneath his helmet. So basically, those are like his skivvies. Okay. Like stripped him down to his underwear. Yeah, I bet he petitioned a judge to let him keep the hood on. Yeah. What judge? Well, you know, I I take it back. What judge would side with someone as evil as Cobra Commander? I'm done. Nope, I'm wrong. No, no, I take it back. Uh, He, we do see his back, but he is wearing a long cape. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah. Also, I have been looking at old newspapers. Um, Turns out, if you have an L.A. Uh, library card you can get all sorts of shit for free yeah so i'm looking at uh like the la times from 1923 like 100 years ago exactly there's so many ads for capes we used to be a kind of society and it's so disappointing to me that not only uh are we not wearing capes but even our superheroes they get you know poo-pooed whenever they're wearing a cape and i think we need to bring capes back. You know what? I just typed in purchase a cape on Google and you can get some pretty awesome capes for like 30 bucks or less. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. Some of these are effing awesome. Mm-hmm. Amazon, Amazon, I'm going to be looking at you. I think I need a cape. I mean, it's such a great accessory. Like you can swoop. I mean, you enter a room. You fucking enter a room. You know Look, what happened? no one hoodies. is stopping you from wearing a cape, Chan. Yeah, hoodies took that I'm space, I think. I think that's what happened. No, you're just a fucking comedy guy. Wait. Well, also a game dev. No difference. 
you're like uh, you're like oh uh uh do people still wear uh, button-up shirts to weddings no no uh hoodies hoodies covers that now oh and here's the deal i'm i i offered to do that for my wedding the wedding i'm going to this weekend and i was told no i needed a button-up shirt what's going on with that you know what i really needed a cape Wait, did you talk? Did, did you ask the uh, person being wed, or did you ask no. your wife? I, I, I asked at home here. Yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, knowing you, and knowing how many times you probably asked that question, uh, that's grounds for divorce. If 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 I was married to you and you said, "Can I please wear a hoodie to a wedding?" I would say, "That's it. I think I'm out. I think that's it." I'm that, done. Would, that would be that would be the moment. That yeah, definitely... I mean, there would be a lot of it's death by a million cuts, and that's the millionth cut, I think. I feel like Gina has a slightly lower bar for uh, <laughs> uh, jettisoning from an a relationship. No, no it's like, the millionth cut. Like fruity pebbles, that is the first and last cut, my friend. <laughs> no. Get out. Wait, what's what problem do you have with fruity pebbles? I love fruity pebbles. No, I'm just saying that's you. That's you. No, I don't know no. Which, this is the millionth cut like. after Maybe all the other Christmas. stupid, after he's done, sure. after he's come home and said, oh, I can't do this. I've got to record my 17th podcast of the week with some dope. And then he asks if he can wear a, ho- a hoodie to a wedding. And I'd be like, look, I don't. The fact that you do do nothing around the home, the fact that your friends are are posting pictures of ovipositors on your Facebook wall <laughs> and tagging me. The fact that you have 1,800 podcasts all about stupid bullshit, yeah, I could deal with that. The, but the fact that you're a grown man that has to ask his wife if it's okay to wear a hoodie to a wedding, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that would, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sending you all a link. Uh, I, I looked it up because I keep getting Facebook ads for it, but obviously it's not there right now. But uh, the first... Uh, place when i looked it up that showed up in the, my google search was walmart of all places was not expecting that but uh i'm sending it just so you can see the picture of this thing that uh is in the in the vein of a cloak uh in the vein of a cape that i would like to wear and i am just building up the courage i mean first of all you're talking to someone who went to an event in a scarlet which i would call it a duster uh, a week and a half ago or something. Mm-hmm. This is a, just a hoodie that goes down to your knees. Jim. <laughs> that is. Yeah. But it's yeah. a Nazgul hoodie. Like you want to be like, I'm a ring wraith motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go someplace out. and you don't want cameras to be able to see your face because you're going to do some dirty shit. That's what you mm-hmm. wear. I or, just tweeted out the outfit that I would wear for the record. So Gina, I know Chan can't, but you could go ahead and check that out on oh, my yeah, uh, Twitter Oh yeah, I'm sure page. Chan can't see it since he can't has no it. access to... He's a oh, Twitter purist. Wow. He, he doesn't do it anymore. As we all know, he never is on Twitter. I never said that. I said, I don't have an account. Except you No, you, you consistently said, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, anyway. We, it's not like forward. we have tapes proving it or anything. So to set the tone here, we're in this prison. Cobra Commander with his assless chaps is left. Mm-hmm. Duke is surrounded by lots of these robots and the Dreadnoughts and Zartan and whoever the fuck Machete is. Uh, and 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 Zartan is talking with him way too much. Like he is he like Zartan doesn't ever want this moment to end. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling like this Zartan wants this moment to linger so long. Duke could have literally just walked away, and it probably would have been fine. <laughs> 
Uh, he says, Duke, drop your guns. Oh, we're going to do things to you. Oh, we're going to get you. Ah, oh, this is the moment, Duke. I'm going to get you. Drop your guns. <laughs> and Duke says, okay. And he throws his guns away. And he says, ah, oh, but I also know you Joes carry these neuro gauntlet things uh, with the with the things that do the things. So I want you to take that off too. And Duke's like, you're too smart for me, Zartan. I couldn't possibly come up with any way to outsmart you. He says as he arms the predator bomb. As he uh, beep, boop, beep, boops. Yeah. yeah. And he throws it behind him in the middle of all the bats, at which point it explodes. <laughs> and Duke <coughs> jumps off the balcony down you remember that scene in Star Wars where Luke Skywalker uh, does the thing over the the you know he, the thing he, over yeah. the thing the yeah. thing over the thing over the giant hole? Why is there such a giant hole in this uh, prison? Where is this prison that has thing, this man. much space? Because that's how cartoons work. Um, ah, okay. I will like okay. Yes, uh, we're obviously in an anime and so of course the bad guys have completely surrounded the good guy and they're just talking him to death in my head canon though this is all part of the plan mm. again cobra commanders okay. just wants to get out of there and so he was like you know what just stretch it out make it as long as possible this dumb dumb here is gonna you know be all smug about it and you just let him go on uh as long as you know he needs to and by the time he's done doing whatever he's doing, which is a completely ridiculous, you know, Byzantine plan to get out of this scrape, I'm gone. And you know what? Then you guys come follow me. It'll be fine. Perfect. That's yeah, I saying. just what's wild about this whole thing is that Duke jumps off this balcony, off this catwalk, down this impressively large hole on the catwalk. And then we, and then he shakes his little tush and then, and Z literally Zartan is like, uh, he's still falling. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just a moment where they call into the fact that it's so deep a hole that it's just unimaginable. And I'm just laughing because at the very bottom, Duke of course shoots a grappling hook and pulls his way down and he's fine. I mean, I appreciate the badassness of, of this whole moment co contrasting with the incompetence of the dreadnoughts. Yeah. The only thing that would make it better is if they also added Tomax and Zayma to this show. Ooh, hey, we don't know. They might be coming. I thought, I thought Ray had told us they weren't, but if they do, this will be the best G.I. Joe. To my knowledge, they're not here, but I don't actually know, but I haven't seen them in any of the preview work. So no. uh, I will say hashtag free ripper. We want Ripper back, our real dreadnought, not this machete guy. Yeah, I want I want nothing but the OGs. Uh, I'm fine with machete as long as they give him a no. GD machete. Give him a shotgun, call him machete. Make it, I'm make it about that. Magical boom blasted laser, taser, whatever machete, but give the man a machete or change his friggin' name. I mean it is really weird. Like, like, is it supposed to be a joke? Is it a bit or who knows? His mom <sighs> named him Machete. That's all I know. It might be they made uh, a character Machete and uh, the studios, uh, the execs were like, no, no, we can't give a, a guy an edged weapon. Uh, but they had uh. already started production on the toys. And they're like, uh, I'll keep the name Machete and just give him a 
whatever. Yeah, give him, give him, stock weapon give him something the... that's not dangerous to any children. A <laughs> shotgun. Okay, for the record, they did make a figure of Machete, and he did come with a machete. Okay. It All looks, right. It's a weird looking machete, though. Like, nah, I take it back. Uh, he has multiple different weapons. I'm looking at a bunch of different images. Who knows what's official and what isn't? What is clear? There is definitely a machete hooked to his the back of his uh, pants via belt loop. That's not a great place to put your machete. Not a great place to put your machete. But like his main weapon is a pump action shotgun. I mean, which... maybe. Oh, I was going to say maybe the animator did it wrong. And then like they got it back and they were like, well, shit, it's too late to send it off again. I guess. I don't know. That's just such a weird choice. It is right. so weird. That's Moving why I was saying forward. maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's a, if it's a joke, then I understand it. If it's an elaborate bit, I'm on board just for the record. Let's go to Hackfield High School. Where uh, we we Wait, need a reason Hackfield really Hack, Hackfield High School <laughs> is the name of this place. Wow! Yes, it All is right. on the yes, nose. Yes, it is on the nose. This is where Scott uh, Scott a uh, Abernathy, I'm assuming his name is, doesn't Scott have to Hawk. be Scott Hawk. Scott Hawk. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> who teams up with Scott Animal to form the uh, Legion of Doom? Legion of Hawk. The Scott Legion of Doom. Um. Anyway, that was for two people, and I hope they enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> they did not. We need, a, we need a plot reason for him to just be in a science lab where no one's around him. So the best they come up with is it's the weekend, it's his high school, and they just let him hang out and sleep there. That's what we got. Yeah. And all his friends, Zephyr, G-Man, and third unnamed friend. <laughs> um... <laughs> um these people were just like, hey, Scott, why don't you not do that? And he's like, I'm staying at school. This is where I need to be. It I need to. Yeah. It would have made sense if it were one of those, uh, like a boarding school type situation. Yeah. Um, it's just a public high school. Yeah. They should have just made it clear that like, yeah. Uh, and it would also have reinforced the idea that Hawk, you know, was sort of you know an what? absentee father. Loves yeah, but his kid, but just doesn't, you know, isn't there for him problem with that plot point though chan and maybe this was talked about in the writer's room is there would be an authority figure of some kind there you need him alone there that's the problem well, yeah. at a boarding school there would be some sort of military personnel um which cannot happen for this plot to go on sure um he's there ostensibly because there is a make your own robot tournament <laughs> competition at school and he really, really, really wants to win it. So he's making a robot dog, which by itself is incredible. Yeah. How yeah. that would even just lose in the year 2005 if it did anything at all. We've I seen mean, in the year 2023 what these shitty robots can do. And the answer is almost nothing. I mean, they're they're getting uh, pretty good now. But 20 years ago, yeah, this is not a thing. It's crazy. Also I, like, yeah. I will say, you know, to introduce a kid that, like, seems like he's going to be, oh, got, like, a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to be up to no good, and he's so cool, and he's stealing from his dad, and then have it to be <laughs> for a science fair project science is a fair. real rug pull. It's a real rug pull. Yeah. It feels very in keeping with the anime tone of it, so I'm, I'm going to let it slide. Although... Here's the point where they start getting real deep into the techno babble, 
like earlier they dropped a few you know terms and i'm like well that's kind of sketch but whatever and now this little child is getting into some stuff. I'm not leaving here till I get all the bugs out of this new AI system. Nobody's ever tried to link a DNA interface with this kind of processor before. <laughs> That's that insane. is amazing. That's Why amazing. would you? Uh, robot. If you're building a robot, you're building basically one of those. Um, oh God, what was that show called? Uh, Battlebots. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Robots, you got some yeah. wheels and like maybe a little pickaxe on the thing, and there's your friggin' robot. This guy's trying to link DNA to a computer. Like the what fuck? Would, what would that even do? <laughs> like, I just, I was, Chan, I was trying to put that, and you're the resident science jerk on the show. Sure. So I was hoping you're going to have, I'm, I'm going to have more questions later. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. prep you right now. Okay. Uh, questions about the science of this episode. I am prepared. Um, this has just gotten us started. I, I, my questions really come later. I mm. do refer to uh, Scott's uh, uh, posse as his anime friends um because that you could this I, Gina hit the nail on the head earlier when she was just like this should could just be its own anime show is Scott Abernathy and his three anime friends and robot killer dog like that's that is a show yeah uh if you're naming your chief girl character after like the greek god of the winds you know yeah that seems like that seems like not normal also her main thing is to uh immediately offer to make food for the main male character because you know women are caretakers and she (laughs) has and then immediately she gets weirdly hit on by like the young one who's like trying to take advantage of her and she's like no leave me alone just real real terribly written female character here she's like oh okay well i brought you your sleeping bag oh are you sure you don't want me to make you a homemade pizza well and it's also like i don't know like look anime uh, how do you say this delicately Uh oh anime is real dumb and they make real dumb choices and dumb character decisions that make no sense because they're dumb I go back to a show I was heavily encouraged to watch, Black Lagoon, which was a show about um, pirates, like fantasy kind of pirates in the modern day. And they have a pirate ship and they go on pirate adventures. And the main character is a guy who worked at an office and wore a suit and a tie. And when he joins this pirate crew for plot reasons, he continues to wear the suit and tie while on board this pirate ship while everyone else around him is dressed like pirates. And they say, hey, guy, you're a pirate now. You're not like an office jerk. Why are you still wearing a suit and tie? He goes, because piracy is my new job. And when I go to work, I wear a suit and tie. And I go, anime is fucking stupid many That's times. That's pretty funny. I don't know. I kind of like it. Very stupid. Yeah, I think it's Very, funny. very stupid. Uh, did not make any sense. And it never changed. That is the dynamic of the show. And after one episode, I checked the F out of there and said, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Sorry if you love that show. If you're a huge fan of anime, you might not enjoy the next two seasons of Knowing is Half the Podcast because I have some opinions. Yeah, the guy who didn't, who's supposedly a nerd and yet never read Wizard Magazine in the 90s now is going to tell you what anime is good. The 90s were a time period before you were born. Um, For the people asking at home, what are the 90s? Mm -hmm. Just going to go ahead and put that out there. Anyway, uh, the dog's name is Spud, 
as in I think Spuds McKenzie. That's the gag they were going for. I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. Spuds Spuds McKenzie. I mean, this is pretty far removed from Spuds McKenzie, especially for for little kids in 2005 to be watching this to get that reference. So I don't know. I hope it's some sort of inside the writer's room gag or like someone uh, had like a potato clock and like, ah, why don't we call the robot spud or, you know, I don't know, but it doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense uh, without context. No, I mean, Spuds McKenzie was roughly 18 years uh, previous is when the ad campaign for Bud Light happened uh, before they got all woke. Am I right? Oh, anyway. (laughs) Um. I mean, and, yeah. I feel like those people, those same people, uh, are like into Spuds McKenzie without realizing that uh, their male icon was played by a female dog. Female dog, Spuds McKenzie. That is correct, Robert Clark Chan. Irony is a dish best served with Bud Light. Mm, yummy. Mm. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. I can see some. I can see some thirty, forty something writers needing a dog's name and pulling from that eighteen-year-old reference at that point. That's a thing writers do. Gina, back me up. Uh, I don't know. I think it would be a hard sell. Are we sure this dog's name wasn't just Bud and this kid has a has a speech impediment? Uh, remains to be seen, but we will we will verify this in future episodes. But Gina, wait a minute. You reference uh, chess in uh, cartoons that you write. And that game's been around a lot longer than Spuds McKenzie. You comparing chess uh, <laughs> to a game that literally every human being knows to a, a very short-lived uh, spokes dog in the 80s? Yeah. I think people, uh, if it hadn't been for Queen's Gambit TV show, I think it'd be roughly equivalent people who know what chess is and people who know who Spuds McKenzie is. Yeah, that seems about right. Anyway, his name is Spud. Uh, he has a brand new AI, uh, or, or, or he, they want new AI, DNA. I just wrote this as nonsense. And also the kid, uh, uh, I don't remember which one, but the, the dumb small friend really wants anchovies on a pizza because, again, stupid choices or stupid character choices are made in anime all the time. He's the I, weird one. But also, what a, what a weird, like, I enjoy anchovies on pizza. It wouldn't be a topping if there wasn't at least, uh, like, a, a small percentage of people who enjoy it. So it's weird that they didn't go with something like scrambled eggs. Like, if you're going to try and make this character weird, make him weird. Don't have him pick, you know, a not quite as popular pizza topping. Kids aren't supposed to like anchovies. It might just be they're trying to make him lightly gross uh, just so that uh, he can constantly hit on Zephyr and she'd be like, ew, no, ew, no, and like a comedy way. Can I tell you, this is what's super annoying to me is this paradigm that they've already set up already exists in the show with the gross guy being Tunnel Rat his large African-American friend being heavy duty. And then Scarlet being the one lady who's taking care of the main guy who is Duke. And we have that exact same dynamic with these four characters in a high school version. And I just, it's the same thing. I don't know. I hope we don't do a lot with these characters because much, much like y'all have said, I'm over them. I mean, you're going to be seeing a lot of them in a backdoor pilot. Oh, no. Oh, oh, they look way too young. No, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> that's inappropriate, uh, Gina. Um, Duke has returned to the G.I. Joe base. Hold on. 
Uh, before then, we have a uh, guy. I don't remember his name. Uh, I just kneel, not again. So he's Hispanic of some sort. Uh, what is that accent? Oh. Because uh, it was kind of Mexican. Lightly Mexican. Kind of Australian. Uh, maybe just like a hint of German. Can we hear it one more time, Chan? I think I need I need a second go. I just kneel, not again. It's going to be hard to fix these machines without a computer. I'll get it right, but it will take time. We. I'll get it right. But it will take time. Oh, and it's real weird because a high tech says he needs exactly 83 hours in order. What a weird number nah, to just come up with off the top of his head. No, thought, that's, a, that's like a, a nerd uh, uh, flag. I'm like, oh, he's so specific with his numbers. It's like the, the Leroy Jenkins video where he's like, we have a, what is it? Like 37.33 repeating, of course, chance of success. Yeah, I don't know. That, that I, I never talked about that up top, but here we are. But anyway, Duke comes back and he says, Cobra Commander's been freed and he's wearing assless chaps. And it was crazy they would use yep. it as a plot point, but here yep. we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I appreciate their specificity and uh, the fact they're willing to commit to it a bit. All, yeah. It's all part of the backdoor pilot. All part of the backdoor <laughs> pilot. Right. Uh, okay, this is where we get the reveal that Scott, the teenager, Duke or Hawks uh, uh, grandson, stole the ID card, and he has to figure out the password. And after trying a couple, he's like, you know, Hawk is a real dip. He probably used something real stupid for his password. Oh, oh wait, flashback. You mean everything to me, Scott? Oh, I'm gonna try Scott. Hey, it works. Uh, I mean, here's uh, uh, not even it. that, but the fact that the kid. St- stole this card and is surprised that there's a password involved. That was wild. Like he's never used a computer before. Um, But then also the fact that that is what Hawk used as a password, S C O T T the name of his son, not a great password. All of this can be traced back to Hawk. Uh, All of this is his fault. If you, are the person who lets someone in uh, via social engineering into your network that you fire that person. That person's going to be in a lot of trouble. They're a liability. They're worse than the 21 year old who's given out secrets to (laughs) war games uh, groups. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that kid's not going to see the outside in a very long time. (laughs) Yeah, he will. He's it's, it's like 18 months or something like that. It is not 18 months in prison, Chan. This mm. is a multi-decade. They need to set an example because they know it happens all the time. So they need to throw the book at him in order to uh, stop other people from just dicking around. And you know this, that that kid is going to be 20 years minimum. Mm. Okay, we'll visit it again. Let's go to the Cobra sub. Uh, revealed by Destro inexplicably in episode one. <laughs> and and here's my favorite moment of the entire thing. Cobra Commander makes his grand reappearance on the Cobra submarine and greeted by a fanfare of goddamn bugles. That's what's up. There are Cobra buglers in this world, and there's like <laughs> a dozen of them. And I've never been happier watching a cartoon. Even though it's anime? 
uh, especially in anime. If, if anime used more bugles, I think I'd have less harsh things to say about anime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wrote here, F, yes. Bugles make me happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they do. I like the nacho cheese flavor. Uh, you put them on the end of your fingertips and then you eat them all God. off. Like, I, knew you were go- I knew we were going there and I couldn't do anything to stop it. It's No, just- no, he couldn't. <laughs> At last, we can bask in your glory again. <laughs> That's right, Destro. I'm back on top and I'm here to stay. I'm back on top, baby. Oh, baby. no, sorry. Sorry, here's, here's what I'm here for. Now, let's get down to business. To defeat the, the Huns. Huns. Yeah, that's all I just needed. Let's uh, get down to business. For the record, uh, this Cobra Commander actor, same one as uh, we got for Val versus Venom. Excellent job. He did an excellent job with this. Yeah, character. I, mean, I like him. No, he ain't no Frank Todaro, but he's okay. Who he's, is? He's, Who is? I, you know, he's Frank a little Todaro. bit. He's like less wacky and more like I, like if if I came upon this dude in the sewers or something. What I would, Why are I you would. In the sewer? Yeah, what's going on in the sewers? Listen, are you I okay? Conduct, I conduct business in lots of places. Okay, don't judge. Uh, I would be, I would be frightened. Whereas I don't know if that would be the case. Uh, like with previous iterations, I don't know if I would have been. I don't know if I would have been frightened in the sewers. Yeah. Um. Okay. Didn't take I mean, you for a sewer dweller. You um, wouldn't be afraid of Chris Lotta in a sewer? I, Come don't, on, I don't think so. I think I would be more amused. Mm. Yeah, he's kind of a delight, to be fair. Um, yeah, I, I wrote here, I do not like this Cobra Commander armor, however. It's a little odd. I don't yeah, like it. I, I don't know why he needs it. I don't you know, like it. Uh, look, we've got several iterations of Cobra Commander armor. You know, we've got the hooded Cobra Commander wearing sort of the dapper loungewear. Uh, we've got the slightly upscale one where he's got the metal face shield, and we have the battle armor from Deke era, which I think is underrated. I still like that better than this casual battle armor that he's got on now. I don't know. Maybe mm. it's just because it's so one note. It just isn't mm. working for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I I respect the designers who have to always come up with like new outfits for the toys and whatnot. I'm like, you're under a lot of pressure to, you know, get it right. And you got a lot of masters that you got to, you know, cater to. So uh, yeah. I, don't, I get, I get it. it. Uh, and this is our callback to uh, Overkill. Overkill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm happy to see Overkill back. I really enjoyed him in Valor versus Venom. Yeah. When him and Venomous Maximus tried to double cross everybody. He's not um, as uh, balls out crazy, which is a kind of a bummer. But he he does have some personality, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I like this guy a lot. Um, I think he's a very welcome addition. He adds just a different realm to uh, to this. He does, of course, comes from the Deke era, GI Joe. Uh, you know, and he became the Eliminator in an episode. Very cool. I did it very much enjoy seeing him come back for Valor versus Venom. And I'm happy to see him here sort of in charge of the robot forces. But because he was kind of blown up in Valor versus Venom, they have him in like a healing tank, like Luke Skywalker in uh, after he got his hand cut off when he goes it's, in that it's water tank. A tank. What's that? It's a Bacta tank. What's a what's a in uh, Star Wars? Gazuntite. Did you say Gazuntite to me saying Star Wars? <laughs> 
Thanks to the formula I made using the hyperionization process, I've created a new kind of biomechanical robot. I have to find a way to make the cybernetic nanoplasm even stronger. And once I perfect the formula, I'll create an army of super soldiers. Cybernetic what? nanoplasm. Wow. <laughs> hyperionization process. That is, that is a lot of nonsense in there. Yeah, wow. And I, you know what? Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't even write any of that down. I just wrote, he's the super robot overlord, and that's all I need to know. Overkill's my homie. I'm ready I'm ready to ride and die with Overkill in uh, Sigma 6. I will say that um, I'm digging all of the robot animation, um, yeah. and his whole thing uh, gives off a real strong Voltron and Robeast vibe that I okay. also appreciate, so, you know. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not, let's, indeed. Let's go back to Hackfield High School, where this is a plot point. I, I still can't. I need, I need to be worked through how this works, because <laughs> Scott has hacked into G.I. Joe R&D, right? He has hacked in through uh, using Hawk's card, and, and he's saying, like, oh, man, there's all this cool stuff. And the reason he's doing this is because he's hoping that through their R&D research, whatever, special weapons... He can find the solution to his toy robot problem for the school science project. Very normal thing to do. Yeah. Do a top secret, you know, bleeding edge decades in the future technology to make a goddamn robot for your high school of whatever. Yeah. And apparently he hacked it. He hacked GI Joe servers so hard he just ended up in Cobra Surface. He just busted out the other side. What is... What, oh, okay. Wait a sec. These aren't G.I. Joe weapons. I think I've hacked into an enemy computer. How what? does... Chad, how does any of this work? What? Hey, cybernetic nanoplasm? There's that cybernetic nanoplasm mm, again. Cybernetic nanoplasm. I, I just know, wrote, What? I, I will point out uh, the fact that this dog that he is trying to give these cybernetic nanoplasms to is already quite emotive for yes. just a robot. Like it feels sadness uh, at some point. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and it's like, it's like, oh, I don't think it's working dog. And the dog is like, well, I'm very sad. And and I don't know what the hell he has already done to this robot dog, but someone needs to lock this kid up because I think it's crimes against nature. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you start crossing like biological systems into your robots, Mm -hmm. uh, some shit's going wrong. Yeah. Uh, You're getting dangerously close to like Nazi science. You should probably dial it back. Yeah, his hero is Joseph Mengele, and mm-hmm. he is not, he's going to write a report on him and then create a master race. Look uh, out, are, look are out, you... G-Man and Zephyr. He's going to try sewing you together. Uh, you went human centipede. Gene, I believe, was on uh, uh, some old school Stephen King business there. Apt pupil. Um, I'm, I'm into it all. I love that title. Mm-hmm. I think about that title every so often. Uh, for, mm. And I've never seen the movie or know what it's about. Ugh, I think like Apt you are Pupil, the worst. that's a heck of a title. You are that's the a worst. heck of a title. Apt Pupil. I mean, to be fair, I only read the book. I never watched the movie because, I don't know. I was going to say uh, either read the book or watch the movie, then 
you're not the worst, but Ray is the worst. I'm assuming he's never read the book either. That's fair. I mean, if, if the question comes, did Ray read this? It's a safe assumption. The answer is no. I'm reading. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, we, we we need every last bit of crazy villain laughter we can. I love it. So yeah, so just like the way if you hack the U.S. Uh, Pentagon servers hard enough, you end up in the Russian Pentagon servers, mm-hmm. or Kremlin servers, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just what he does here, and he ends up with Cobra's robots, and he's like, whoa, Cobra's doing some cutting-edge stuff that's pretty much exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to download their shit. And Overkill notices immediately. <laughs> Well, he's, he's the only one. Well, I mean, to be fair, he did let the kid in, but did. at least he noticed. He was the first yeah. one to notice there was a problem. He's always online. You can't even tweet without him immediately, like 30 seconds later, re- responding to you. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. Um, so he sends a robot team to kill Scott. <laughs> and I was hoping he'd succeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what better way to motivate Hawk for the rest of the season than murdering his 16 year old soon to be Nazi son? Here's the deal. It would work for an anime. It's a plot point they could do, and it would be surprising, and I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. I do not like this kid at all. Um, Chen, this is the science part I had trouble with. Because, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so he downloads... My notes My notes get into all caps here. Uh, so. Okay. Great. so you have the answer. I'm excited. Um, he decides he's going to download this, you know, nanoplasm formula sure. using what's in the science lab and beakers yeah. and test tubes and all that. He mm-hmm. creates a beaker full of this nanoplasm yeah. using stuff he finds in the high school. Yeah. Um, and then he just pours it. And then you, you then he, he, what he's got, he's got uh, all sorts of <laughs> tubes and stuff plugged into this uh, robot's yes. head because he's got many tubes fluids and whatnot like that. This he is, just, he pours yeah. it into his mouth. He pours it into the <laughs> fucking robot dogs. He built a robot esophagus. Yes, he did. What reason? He built Why? an entire robot digestive system. Do, near as what, I can tell. How is, how's the nanoplasm he just found out about? I am cutting this cartoon so much slack because like yes it's a a goofy japanese influenced uh cartoon it's for like younger kids we're just gonna like go nuts with it but pouring that shit down the dog robot's mouth just infuriated me and took me right out I yeah, am. and and I, in tr- I don't think I'm coming back. In true anime fashion, what was the follow up to pouring the formula down the dog's mouth? Burp. Yep, oh. a burp joke. <sighs> I mean, that's, don't don't blame that on anime. That's just that that happens in a lot of kids' cartoons. We've seen fart things and burp things in all sorts of cartoons and they've all been terrible oh, yeah, yeah i haven't liked any of them. it i'm just saying that ray is now anything he doesn't like he's ta- he's saying that's anime for you like it's like his his daughter's gonna cry tonight and he's gonna go well anime i mean and i will quite honestly yes you are <laughs> you are factually well. correct yeah uh, to be fair, I didn't like it when they did burp and fart jokes with robots in Beast Wars. Yeah, but that, unf- but I'm just saying you can't blame mm-hmm. anime for everything you don't like in this episode. Some of it is just poor writing. Well, you're getting at what I'm getting at, Gina. I blame anime for Beast Wars. I do. I blame it completely. 
anime is is my Baba Yaga. What do you think Baba Yaga means, Ray? Oh, yeah. It's, he a, it's the boogeyman. Hmm. He's just basing it off of that scene in Ant-Man. Yeah, when Ant-Man uh, is the Baba Yaga. Haven't seen it yet. No, I'm talking about the first Ant-Man. Yeah, I haven't seen the new one either. Obviously, we're talking about the first Ant-Man when he puts on the hood. Uh, it's actually more of like a hoodie uh, that goes down to his knees and he zips it all up and he says, boo, boo, I'm the Baba Yaga. Uh, you know, and it's, you know, it's memorable. So the robots arrive here at the high school and it's a, it's a, tr- it's like a van with three bat style robots in it and one overlord vector who is a badass anime robot i will praise this robot this robot is cool nothing wrong with this thing mm-hmm. no i like it i like it a lot and this is when uh and this killed me scott is for being apparently uh smarter than dr mindbender uh for being smarter than high tech for being the smartest scientific character on this show, despite having a public high school education and being only 16 years old, the robots arrive out of a van with Cobra symbols all over them. And it's not until these robots get about a foot away from him, he goes, oh no, these are Cobra robots. He doesn't put it together, despite the fact he just looked at the plans for these robots. On Cobra servers, they have Cobra logos and it takes him far too long to establish in his brain these are who else's robots would they be scott who else is just sending robots to a high school could be I mean, anyone you never know could yeah. be anyone like someone could be someone could be swatting him you don't know could be swatting him with giant cobra robots i mean if i had that option you goddamn well know i would be using it but you'd be using it on yourself because you think they were cool. Yeah. You guys, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Best send the robots. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. This is where, honestly, I like this a lot. Robot dog. Rex from Fallout New Vegas. Spud bleeps and bloops his way into action. Decapitates one of the three bats murders the other two in epic fashion i loved it and then a giant omega vector overlord vector robot comes into the room and overlord says hey hold on a sec don't kill them uh that was awesome maybe he could solve some robot problems for me because he's apparently a genius i want you to capture a boy and his dog and bring them back to the cobra base so i may talk to them and the episode abruptly ends. Yeah, I I was watching that countdown to the end of the episode, and I was like, "Is this? Does this get cut off at some point? What's happening?" Well, we this is what happened closing credits. Uh, last week because I was expecting to hear, you know, like a ending credits song and all that, and it just went right into the next episode. So that's why I was like, "Oh wait a minute, uh, Cobra was or Cobra Commander was in this episode, duh." Um, not realizing that I just skipped on to the next one. The G.I. Joe official channel has a playlist of all the Sigma six and it it just, it doesn't even, it just launches straight into the next one. The millisecond that the next first one's done. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I want those end credits. Uh, yeah, but they probably don't have, uh, any restrictions that make them air the credits. So they take them out. So they get just a little bit more. But then we're not really getting the full experience and I, and we have to rewatch them. 
Uh, uh, you know, why don't you buy the DVDs uh, and watch them on your own time? Hey, Gina, I own some of the DVDs. Um, you're welcome to borrow. I'm saying them. we need better links that include the ends. It's YouTube. It's the official goddamn GI yeah. Joe channel. You get to watch it with no ads. It um, literally doesn't get any more official. Yeah, I would rather watch it here than that third-party site we otherwise use that always disappears and then reappears fully formed in a different name. <laughs> Wonder why that is, huh? <laughs> Think about it. The one that. with the anime boobs all over it. God, I watched that at work one. Okay, okay, for... Okay, so a previous, I think it was G.I. Joe Extreme, and I was at work watching it on my lunch break. I watched the almost entirety of the episode when I looked over because I was only, I was not paying attention to the sides of the screen, and there was just naked anime chicks in, like, uh, uh, phone game ads. That's the uh, first just, time you've noticed that? Yeah, I did not notice it at all, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad, like, my boss and whoever did not come in here. Because I've just got boobs out on my screen, didn't even pay attention to it. You know why? Because G.I. Joe Extreme was riveting. I don't got time for anime boobs, Gina. I mean, just the fact that you didn't notice it, and we've been doing this for 18 years. I don't notice boobs anymore. You know how how some people say that they don't see color? (laughs) I don't see boobs. I don't see boobs. really don't. <sighs> anyway, that's our over? show. With all of it, this is knowing is half the podcast. Sigma Six. So far, I'm enjoying it. So far, uh, I, I like it for what it is. Uh, you know, I'm not giving it a ten out of ten by any stretch of the imagination. But this is solid mid sevens category, as far as I'm concerned. I again don't understand people who say this is unwatchable. I I do not agree with that assessment at all. There's a lot to like about this. Uh, maybe I'm just a real fan and you're not. I'll say it. Wow. Uh, I definitely understand why people would have an issue with it. Uh, in sure. terms of just like craftsmanship, it's acceptable. Uh, there are some things to recommend it. And so like, I'm not, we, we haven't reached Deke levels yet. Um, I don't think we're going to reach Deke levels. I mean, look, I think it's on par with GI Joe extreme in that there's a whole, if you could just dig past the surface, you know, a uh, layer of dirt, if you just dig through that a little bit, you get some pretty good stuff in there that works. Um, and I felt that way about GI Joe Extreme. I feel that way so far about Sigma Six, and it might just bottom out. I don't know. There have been some troubling red flags in this episode. I will say, I don't like um, these teens. I don't like the looks of these teens. Yeah, they make me a little nervous. Staring at them out my window, suspicious. <laughs> They're just sitting on my lawn, and the cops won't do anything. <laughs> Anyway, that's our show. Please listen to other ones. Perhaps you would like to go back in time and listen to a Deke episode called I Found You, dot, 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 EV, and then let us know. In fact, I'm asking you, go listen to that episode again. Uh, something about, uh, for okay, first off, you have to watch the Deke episode, actual. Then you have to listen to our podcast because there was some point in there when me and Chan ganged up on Gina and a random new fan told us we were wrong. I don't think we were wrong. I need backup. Somebody do this work for me. Looking at you, Channing Sherman. Come on, dude. Delvin. Don't stop giving do stop giving our our few fans that we have left labor to do. Uh they're not your wife. So stop shoving things off on them to do. 
You think I'm dumb enough to ask her to do anything? I mean, you asked her if you could wear a hoodie to a wedding. So, yeah, I do. I mean, you're yeah, making was- her do your other podcast. That seems like a recipe That is true. Faster. Get ready for that this week. Uh, uh, as you hear this episode, my wife will be the judge on the next Who Would Win episode coming <laughs> out on Wednesday. Well, there is, Dear no Lord. Way, there is no way you're winning that. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. She might, you know, hate James more than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible but we will see anyway listen to the who would win show there's your plug for that you can always check out vampiredetroit.com uh or check us out on the uh things patreon.com slash no one gets up the podcast uh we have your uh we're gonna start buying those uh, t-shirts for everybody uh over the weekend so by the time you hear this at least one round of purchasing will be done very excited for that and you can also go to uh facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast and get yourself in the facebook group which is a little active. That's good. Uh, otherwise, you can find us on uh, the Bird app while it's still a thing. Dear Lord, what that thing has gone downhill. Chan, you know. I don't know. Uh, I'm enjoying your torture, though, so keep it up. And you can find us there at G.I. Joe Podcast. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray and at 999 RPMs, the Robert Clark Chan parody Twitter account. Look for I- that. I looked it up, and no, you're not. So there. Maybe by the time they hear this, I did, though. Uh, maybe. You said that last week, though. So I did, I'm and I'd like confident. to say a lot of things I'm going to do and don't do it. It's a real point of contention. Gina. Can I help you? Sir, this is I a Wendy's. Strikes wherever they attack, G.I. Joe will fight. There's no turning back. Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there. Sigma Six. Are you ready to go, Gina? I'm ready to fucking go. Merlin's got a Merlin's got a physical therapy appointment at 8 a.m. <laughs> For who? Merlin, I said. Oh, I, I thought I was just like, you don't need physical therapy. What are you doing? No, Merlin does. It helps with his old man arthritis and then he gets acupuncture. That is a lot. You do not give your cat acupuncture. My family I don't. The paw me. rehab place does. And then they give him a what? shot of something that's supposed to rebuild his muscle. Oh. Uh-huh. Sorry that some of us getting acupuncture. Sorry that some of us actually love our pets and take our vet's recommendations seriously when they refer you to paw rehab. Wait, did you refer to a shot as acupuncture then? No. There's acupuncture and then there's also a shot. And then there's also the steroids. What cat would hold still for acupuncture? Gonna have a teeny Hulk. Cat. <laughs> I can't. I like. I can't even like clip an entire two paws worth of nails before they freak out. What are you talking about? Sticking I mean, it with needles? They know what they're doing at that vet. At that. Re- I mean, they they do rehab on pets all day long. I would hope they would know what they're doing. So Merlin's got a problem with the sauce. Yeah, he's got to stay in. Uh, uh, what is that one place that every celebrity goes to? Betty Ford. 
No, the other one that's like in Malibu. Gerald Ford. No, it's got like a flowery name. Going to kitty rehab. Meow, meow, meow. Rehab. Five star California rehabs. It's like sausages or something, but it's not it's not that. Well, it's not that. It ends with an E. It ends with an ES. Sausages rehab. It's a three. It's a three. Oh, shit, oh, it's, right here. It's, it's right here. I Sausages can... rehab. No, she nailed it. I can't put down the no, board. It ends with an ES and it's three <laughs> syllables. Jimmy Dean. Give me the Jimmy Dean. Sausages was the only word I could think of. But it's like that, or oh, maybe it's promises or something. It's passages. Passages. <laughs> passages. Oh. Oh. Are you no. sure it's not sausages though? No, the sausages is the lower rent one right next door. Right, 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 right. No, I, I do see passages, but I think the one I'm thinking about is like promises or something. Well, no. I don't oh, see anywhere prom- named promises. promises. Yeah, promises Malibu, nine extravagant rehab centers. Twenty four celebrity come up for me. They must just know I can't afford it. No, I just I type celebrity rehab Malibu, and it's twenty four celebrities who went to promises Malibu. It's also nine extravagant rehab centers. None of them are named sausages. That's it was it got me. It got 10. me to it though because I knew it was three syllables. I typed in promises uh, and I still can't find it. (laughs) Did you type in promises Malibu rehab? That's the exact three terms that I had. Yes. Those are the exact three words. And where did it take me? Passages. (laughs) Snossages. Let's do this. You're the one that's going on about fucking breakfast meats. Jesus. Promises Malibu bankruptcy leaves law firms in the lurch. 2018. Oh, geez. They, they don't have promises anymore? It's the one where Lindsay Lohan went, I think. Um, one of the times. Sinosages. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't show up anymore. Um, it's a it's shame. It's closed. Yeah, it's closed. Promises Treatment Center closed. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, Gina. You're going to have to go to Sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I would much rather go to Sausages. 57 <laughs> grand a month and they couldn't keep the doors open. What the fuck? Because there's such a small number of client, like such a small clientele that they. How many they do serve. you need at $57,000 a month? I mean, probably a lot if they're if they're I'm sure that they have like a full staff of masseuses and breakfast makers. You know that there are rehab centers um, that manage to operate not charging fifty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, but those are for the poors. Fair enough. No wrong. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, 
and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.